With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. All right, Open Mike is very excited uh, to welcome one of the best players in the league uh, who is quietly doing his work. You might not be noticing him, but... Deron Payne is a guy who we thought might get a big contract uh, over the offseason. It didn't happen. Sometimes players bug out over that. This guy has done the exact opposite. He has just gone to work day in, day out, and uh, gotten even better. And my spies in the commander's facility tell me he does it every day, not just on Sundays. Deron, how are you, man? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good. Really glad you're here. Um so I was the commander's uh, sideline reporter in the preseason back in 2021, spent a lot of time around the building. And uh, everything I heard about you suggests that uh, you take football really, really seriously. Uh, is that accurate? And, and where does that come from? Uh, yeah, man, it's a, it's a job I learned over the years that, um, I mean, you go get what you put, get it. Get out of it what you put into it. So I just try to put the work in so I can uh, make big plays like I do on Sundays. You are definitely making big plays lately. I, I was watching the end of that Falcons game. Uh, commanders clinging to a six-point lead. They got first and goal or something in goal. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, I see your hand go up, tip a ball into the air. Kendall Fuller's gotten in the end zone. And I think that was six of seven for you guys. Uh, is that a part of your game that has always been there, or, or have you been developing the tip, uh, the tip thing? Man, I've been I've been tipping tipping balls my whole career, really. But uh, I just got a whole bunch this year. I've been trying to get my hands in the throwing lanes, and uh, got me a couple. 
I want to know if there's any truth to the rumor that your defensive line coach, who I have unfortunately known for a long, long time, <laughs> Jeff Scalina, he's got some crazy drill that I know it has to do with tipping. Oh yeah, we do the um, the volleyball drill off the off the uh, pads, so that definitely helps us. So it's you got like, like you got like a sled, you got to lift a sled and then hit touch a volleyball or something. Yeah, he just he he really just wants you to get your hands up, and if you're not able to get there, just be able to get your hands up, just to try to affect affect them. Make maybe he'll throw an overthrow, maybe he might bat it. So. So how soon after you got back to the sidelines after that interception against the Falcons did Coach Scanina mention the tip drill? Oh, you know he brought it up instantly. <laughs> instantly. <laughs> he always he always say, uh, what do he always say? He always be like from the uh from the field to the game. <laughs> That's awesome. And I know you had two sacks um this last uh your last game against the Giants. Uh you now have eight and a half sacks. Uh, you know, a lot of times defensive tackles do the dirty work and they're not really sack guys. Is that something that you've kind of uh, upgraded this year or are they just coming? I used to always just do the dirty work, like you said. And uh, I was a real good run, run blocker, but I really ain't, ain't, ain't have the pass rush to come with it. But then everyone always said that was the the only flaw in my game. So I just went went hard at it and and it's been paying me off good. I love it because, you know, that defensive line room, uh, you know, is no joke. You've got you and Jonathan Allen, two standout defensive tackles, probably the best combo in the league. We got Montez Sweat on one edge, who is a, a beast. And, a, yeah. oh, by the way, Chase Young uh, may be coming back. Uh, so it, it, I feel like sometimes there probably aren't that many sacks to go around. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely trying to beat them to it. So I'm, <laughs> they know, they know I'm, I'm at it early in the game, just so I can go ahead and mark me one off. Ron Rivera has been talking to me for the last couple of years, and one thing he always preaches is defensive line discipline. If everybody just does his job, the sacks will come. Don't try to be a hero. Don't do crazy stuff. Um, and yet, you know, the players I just mentioned, including yourself, are elite players who you know probably have a pretty good idea of how to make a play um is that kind of a push and pull that's been going on and has that changed at all i think at the beginning it was it was a lot of guys getting out of position trying to uh just go make plays and now we have a whole bunch of guys just uh making making the plays that come to them allowing everybody just to flow flow as one you went into the offseason with some uncertainty about your deal. They had extended Jonathan Allen, um, you know, Montez. I think they picked up his option. Your option had been picked up and Chase is a little earlier in the process. Um, you know, were you were you upset that a contract didn't get done? What was kind of your mentality about the money thing over the offseason? Uh, no, I wasn't upset. It was just another opportunity because, I mean, the market ain't doing nothing but going up and up. So... I might as well just go put me together a great year like I've been doing and, and dip into that. Yeah, now now you're gonna enter a market and you're right, it's gonna go up and you're you know, you're having probably your best year and you've had great years. Um is there and do you have any sense about the likelihood of whether you'll be back or go somewhere else? Are you tripping on it? Are you not thinking about it? What's your What's your um, nah, right now, I'm just trying to make as many plays as I can. Just keep on balling. Really, that's my only focus. 
And if you did get the franchise tag, I know some players don't like even hearing those words said out loud. Would you be okay with getting the franchise tag? I mean, I I just got I, I got a lot of a lot of things to think think about. You feel me? So, like yeah. I said, I'm just keep on balling, keep making plays, and 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 try to finish this year out great. Okay, so a lot of people are wondering what happened in 2020. You guys were down and then went on that great run, and you got to the playoffs against Tampa. High hopes last year started out bad. You guys went on another run and got back in the playoff mix. Didn't make it, but, you know, you still went on a run. Now you guys are doing it again. Slow start. Six of seven. Since I've been watching this, it seems like we always have, like, slow starts to the season, and then we find our way later on in the season. I, I kind of hate that part about it. Like, I wish we could just play – good football at the beginning and then so we won't be stressing so so far down the line but uh this this season it just feels like everybody is just like i said doing their job everybody uh are trying to like is is the intent towards the work so it's i don't know i'm excited for this year it feels different they flexed it by the way they put you guys into sunday night football how's that feel Man, it feels good. We get another chance to go out there and make big plays on the on the uh on the what you call it like for for the world to see. So I'm excited for it. Right on. That'll be cool. When the trade deadline came this year, you know, we all like to sit there and throw out names. Your name got thrown out some, I guess, just because of the uncertainty about the contract. Were you aware of that and were you expecting that something might happen at all? Uh, I've seen everybody talking about it, but uh, I know the coaches and my agent and the team. Like it was, it was nothing, never a discussion. So you feel me? I, I guess people, you know, they go do their talking and and things that they they think should happen. So I just let them do their thing. I know it's fun for them. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of cool, right? Too. That's that's if nothing else, that's the commanders saying. We're not giving up on this season at that point. They're, we're trying to win. Yeah, we've been winning too. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so Jeff Scanina, your position coach, we mentioned him earlier. He played, I think, 17 years in the NFL. I'm sure he's told you the exact number many times. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm sure he's told you that he made minimum salary every oh, single yeah. year. Uh, what, what other what other things... Uh, do you guys make fun of him for? Like, he's a very, you know, those of us who know him, he's a very unique personality. Man, you know he got, you know he got the love for the dogs, man. We we watched the uh, the videos of him just at the uh, at the competitions, walking his dogs around the ring and stuff. We always joke on him about his dogs. Yeah, and he like from what he has told me, he doesn't really do a masculine walk when he no, walks his dogs. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> He he fits in with the culture or whatever, yeah, but you know, nah, definitely. He pr- like, he be pressing. Do you feel like uh, you know we hear about this defensive line, that defensive line being the best? Do you guys take some pride in thinking that you guys are the best in the league? Oh uh, yeah, we definitely take pride into it. I know Ja, like before the games, he come up to me every time and just be like, let's just try to make all the plays out there, just between me and you. If it comes between us. Let's just make it so that we don't have to worry about nothing else. So it just always end up being a competition on who's going to make the most plays. I'm trying to comprehend what it was like at Alabama because you guys were there together. And was Quinnen there at the same time as you two? Yeah, I think Quinnen was just coming in. He was like a freshman. 
That's a that's a pretty good college uh, room. That's yeah. kind of scary. No, they got a bunch of dogs that I'm gonna play with. There's another Alabama guy on your team that you know we are all amazed by his story. Uh, Brian Robinson, the, the yeah. rookie running back. Tell me, tell me about your relationship with him and, and what he's gone through. Oh man, he's just been just like a little brother to me since since Bama. He always just always be around me, always be trying to hang out with me and stuff. So it was it was definitely sad hearing hearing that happen to him, but just to see him just go at it every day, working hard just to get back on the field, and then going out there being able to do the things he he's able to do, I'm excited for him. I already know once he gets back to a hundred percent, it's gonna be crazy. I know he came in and impressed the coaches a lot, and they were they had really you know big hopes for him, and then next thing you know, he is the victim of a horrible uh, shooting that yeah. You know, completely random and and terrible um when you heard that news what you know take me through that moment what was that like yeah i didn't, I didn't know what was happening i was just uh upset for him i know like he had just gotten gotten uh into a good position on the team and he was starting and he was just doing some good things for the team and then that that happened it just set him back i know he was upset but he he put he put his focus to the right thing just to get back back to uh playing and and uh I think he's gonna be good. Yeah, when you heard he had gotten shot, I, I'm sure you thought, first of all, you know, ho- hopefully he's alive, right? But then, I'm sure you didn't think he'd be out there getting, you know, productive yards at the NFL soon. Nah, I definitely didn't think he would be back as soon as he as he did. He he surprised me with that one. Man, and I know your your team. People don't realize your team has been through some stuff. You know. Yeah, always. <laughs> I mean, you know, scary some of it, but uh, you know, I don't know. Do you think that going through all the, the you know, outside tragedy and then of course some of the organizational turmoil? Do you think it's brought you guys together as players? Uh, I know for me personally, I don't like. I really don't pay any, any attention. Honestly, I just go out, do my thing, practice, play, and, and go home. <laughs> Honestly. So like, so like, if the DEA shows up with agents on a Friday, you're just like another day. I mean, I, I never seen, I never seen it happen. Honestly, I never seen. I was never there for that, so I can't speak on it. Yeah, I think they. Luckily, they did it. It was like a fast Friday, and they did it late in the day. Uh, this is we're talking about when the the then trainer was under investigation, and some agents showed up at the facility and you know, wanted to get some documents, but, uh, yeah, man, you know, but when you hear about stuff like, Oh, the team might be for sale and all that, do you have an opinion on that? Do you get involved in it or do you just kind of let it roll off you? Man, these just roll off my shoulder. Honestly, I just, I swear I'm, I'm the most football guy you probably going to talk to. I just come in, practice, meet us, go home, come back, do it again the next day. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I read that you have a twin brother. Yeah, Darren. Darren. So you have a twin brother, but he's he's not into football. Nah, he could care less about football. Like seriously could care less? Man, he'll come. I, I try to get him to come to my games. He'll come and just fall asleep or <laughs> really be ready to go home. So I don't even invite him no more. So, like, if I met Darren and I was like, "Hey, um, you know," if I mentioned like, you know, Odell Beckham, where's he gonna go? He would he would look at me like, "Huh?" I mean, he he, he knows he knows about stuff like that, you know. But he so- he really don't. He he could care less, honestly. <laughs> He knows the big stars, but yeah, he just doesn't care. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, when you guys were growing up, uh, I'm assuming he's not a small guy. Nah. Nah, we used to, he used to play balls, football and baseball and basketball with me all the time. But then, I don't know, when we got to high school, he was like, yeah, I'm going to just go do my own thing. And Well, yeah, I mean, because I know how brothers are. Like, you can get on each other, but if someone messes with one of you, you know that you're you're gonna have each other's back. Was anyone at any age ever brave enough to try the Pain Brothers? 
Nah, not at all. <laughs> nah, we too cool, man. You're 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 more chill. He like yeah. nobody nobody's messing around with you. Nah. So your brother just decided he's not into football once you guys got a little bit older. Yeah. He an artist, man. He like to he like to draw things, photography and all that type of stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Do you ever do you ever go to his like art shows or anything like that? Uh, I mean, it's everywhere. Honestly, he he makes stuff for me. He has stuff all all over the house. <laughs> so, Coach Ron Rivera, you know, he came in during the craziest year ever, right? And of course, and including him having cancer, but it, there was a lot going on with COVID and the name change, and you know, George Floyd and and so many other things. Um, you guys seem to play really, really hard for him. Oh yeah, he he's a great coach. Uh, he motivates us and uh, gets us going. So we just we just ride behind him. What what is it about him that kind of connects with you guys? I don't know. Just knowing that he was a former former uh, player and uh, knowing that he knows knows the struggles that we we go through, and he, he always takes in mind how we feel and um, put that into the work that we do. So we appreciate him. If you talk to people who actually play and coach the game, they will tell me about you all the time. But again, it's quite it's dirty work a lot of times. Yeah. Um, is it time for to get you know for some national recognition, Pro Bowl, some of that to come your way? I mean, I, I put in some work this year. I'm still going though. We got a couple games left, so I'm I'm gonna try to leave my mark on every game, and then we'll we'll, we'll close the close the book on that. Is there any one uh, opponent that when you go up against him, it's just really annoying? Like this guy just annoys me for some reason. Uh, not annoying, but a really good player, Dallas. They're a uh, right guard. He's pretty good, so I know. Yeah. I know I'm gonna have to uh, bring my A game when I go up against him every time. So, does he talk to you much? Uh. Nah, like if I make, if I do if I do something good though, he'll 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 give me a tap on the back for like good play. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You, and are you the same way? Like if he gets you out oh, of yeah. block? Yeah, definitely. Is anyone brave enough to talk trash to your defensive line? I mean, they try, but at the end of the day, we we just go ahead and like get the business clear. So, <laughs> is there any one quarterback you would just love to sack more than any others? Uh, probably Jalen. Oh, right, Jalen hurts. Go that that goes way back to Alabama. Yeah, and this is like I don't think I ever been able to sack him ever. So I've been working. See. I've been trying to get him. I ain't get him this year, but next year I'm gonna try to get him. I can see how that's hard. I mean, he's <laughs> <laughs> he's smart. He's fast. He you know he sees it pretty well. Um, so I'm glad you brought him up because. You know, one of my favorite plays from your college career, and you know which one I'm talking about. Uh, oh, the touchdown. Yeah, they had used you in some goal line situations, you know, like to block and stuff. You end up doing the toe drag swag <laughs> against against Clemson in the Sugar Bowls. Tell me yeah. how that happened. How did that all take place? Man, the play the play had been uh, it had been a thing like the whole year. So we were practicing every Thursday, and then we finally just pulled it out in the uh, in the playoff game. And I had just so happened to have an interception like on the drive that it, it was happening. And when we got down there, he was like, "What well, was your chance?" I was like, "All right, let's do it." And, and they ended up throwing it to me. How often did it work in practice? 
every time. That's why they, 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 we finally did it. And I caught it every time. So it was... Did you ever have to do the toe tap in practice? Nah, I feel like Jayla, <laughs> I thought Jayla was going to run, run it in. That's why he was holding this so long. <laughs> <laughs> you did beat Jalen's team this year in a game that they hadn't lost. You know, nobody... One guy did pick you nationally to win on video. I I, I got to admit that I actually did pick you guys to win that game because, yeah. you know, sometimes I get them right. But very few people picked you guys to win that game. Um, you know, what allowed you guys to to thrive that night? Our week of preparation. Like, we the whole week I felt like we was going to win. And then going into the game, I felt like the whole team felt no different than that. And, and we just went out there and, and did, did what we felt. People thought it was crazy, but I remember in 2020 – you played the Steelers. They were undefeated. Same thing in the middle, yeah. midst of your turnaround. Did it feel like that game kind of? No, I felt exactly the same, honestly. I felt exactly the same. So if you've beaten the Eagles and you get in the playoffs, you got to feel like there's no team that you can't beat in theory. I mean, I feel like the losses that we've had, that if we had another chance to, to redo them, we'll, we would probably get them. But... That just goes goes to show slow starts, man. You can't you can't do nothing with them. You just gotta play your best football soon as soon as the season starts. So at the end of the year, you're not scrambling trying to put together a bunch of wins. Do you guys talk about it like early in the season with each other? Like, hey, we can't start slow this year. Definitely. That was definitely a focus this year, because last year we started slow, but I don't know what happened, man. We we ended up starting slow again, but we've been tightening things up and using every game as an opportunity to get better. So it's been working out for us. So last year, um, you guys made that great run to get back in it, and then a bunch of stuff happened, including you know uh, some tragic stuff, and you guys it finally all went bad against the Cowboys in that game. We all saw you and J.A. had your moment. It was, you know, it was a, a rough night for everything. Um, at the time, you, I remember your explanation was brothers sometimes fight. And I know you guys are two competitors who care a lot. How long did it take before you and, and John were back to being cool? I mean, it was cool right after that. I mean, it's football, man. It's football. Things happen. I get into an argument with guys every day down there. I read that you bench pressed 460 pounds in high school. Yeah, man, I was a gym freak in high school. 460, I mean, that's just a little more than I bench pressed in high school. Tiny bit more. It's close. But <laughs> did you, uh, what, are you still that strong? Are you stronger? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like Definitely. I'm definitely getting after it in the weight room all the time. What's the heaviest thing you ever lifted? Not not weights, but just like, hey, I got to move this big like plant or something. Like what's uh, probably like four wheelers and stuff, <laughs> you know, country, <laughs> really? country stuff. Yeah. Like four wheelers. You lifted a, you lifted it up. Yeah. To get on the back of the truck. Yeah. How I high? Do it all the time. Well, a regular <laughs> pickup truck. You just you're just like, I'm going to lift this up. Yeah, I got a technique to it. I got a technique. All right, be careful with that technique until you get paid, <laughs> at least. Uh, does anyone block you with one guy, or is it always doubles now? I get doubles and I get single blocks. You just got to know, like, the the pass protection and what what, what kind of protection you're going to get in, within the play. So 
they might single me up one play, they might double me. It's just what you do with the opportunity when, once you get that single. When you get that single, do your eyes just get big sometimes? Like, okay. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Have you had a chance to sack Tom Brady? Yeah, I even got him a couple times. What's that like? I I feel like it's an easy one because he's just going he to get it to you. He's not going to fight. So you'd much rather play against Tom Brady that way. Oh yeah, he not go. He not go run. He not gonna run away from you. I can just go, just go and get him. <laughs> Who's the most frustrating? Like Lamar Jackson? Who? Who yeah. drives you? Patrick Mahomes, Josh Jaylen, Allen, Jalen. Just yeah. mobile, like mobile quarterbacks. They are a problem in the NFL, man. And if you don't if take it, like if you don't contain them, they'll blow a game up. Daniel Jones is actually kind of mobile, but you got him twice in this last one. Yeah, he is. I just, I, I just was setting him up though, so he couldn't go nowhere. How'd you set him up? The way I was rushing, I pin him, pin him, pin him to where is his lineman and me, so he can run into them, and we go run into each other. Yeah, because I, I think people don't realize, like you know, they they see these big dudes and think, oh, they're just trying to run straight ahead and get around a guy and sack a quarterback. You guys have a lot of strategy to Oh, no, definitely. Definitely uh, a lot of strategy, scheme, and rules and stuff that you got to take into mind. And I, I'm sure you and J.A. have your own thing, too. Like, there's the whole – there's the big picture games, but you two know each other so well. I'm sure there's oh, yeah. things. Yeah, no, we, we definitely help each other out some, sometimes when we need it. I've uh, – he he finally got some attention last year. He got a Pro Bowl berth, and you know, obviously, he got the contract. Does he support you that way? Like, say, hey, it's your turn now. Uh, oh yeah, he, he he's been telling me. He's been telling me all year that uh, well, since last year that I was gonna have a big year this year, and uh, that it was gonna be my time. Uh, the only thing he ever asked me, he's like, just give me five dollars when you get your money. So I had to give him a five dollar bill. <laughs> um. Hopefully you're going to have a lot of $5 bills if all goes well. Yeah. It sounds like, ah, just a bunch of dirty work, but there's dudes diving at your legs and, you know, it, it's obviously, there's a lot of physical, you know, turmoil that goes along with that. Have you ever minded that? Does that ever bum you out? Like why I got to do all this stuff? I mean, I play nose guard at Alabama, so it's like I really ain't get, I really ain't get too much recognition i just went out there did my job honestly so it's just something i take take into mind when i go when i go out there and play it feels regular to me honestly like playing double teams and letting linebackers flow that's all i did at alabama and for me to be able to bring it from here to there it's just, it, 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 it's fun where alabama practices hard i mean in terms of going up against you know you had good nah, players we definitely, we definitely worked real hard at alabama I remember uh, my first my first year there. We we did two days and two days. It was like the first practice was hard and the second practice was hard. So we was always getting it. And then they finally got rid of two days, and I felt like that was the best thing ever. So we hear all these stories about Coach Saban and what a good recruiter he is. Uh, you know, how did it go with you? Was he did he did he charm your parents? Did he turn on the job? Nah, not really. It was just. I got like I was I used to be an Auburn fan and then when I just started being around like the the coaches the um 
the team just just seeing how hard they worked and it just seemed like something that I wanted to be a part of really. In high school, I knew it wasn't gonna be easy just being there watching them condition all the time. I was like, I knew I knew if I if I went there, I was gonna have to put the work in. And if you put the work in, is is no no other reason not to uh, just blow up. So. Well, you have put in the work. Uh, I think you're going to get rewarded in a few months uh, financially, but I'm sure you are more focused right now on trying to get the commanders uh, over the hump. Uh, Are you, uh, you know, do you allow yourself to kind of think about what could happen this year with this team? Oh, I feel like we just playing week by week right now, just trying to, because it, we lost so many in the beginning. It's like every game that we play is, is so important to our season. So we just try to take it week by week. You ever watch Taylor Heineke and think like, dude, maybe don't run right into the heart of the defense like that. Like, don't be so crazy. Man, I know he going to do whatever he got to do to try to get his job done. So whatever he do, he do. Yeah, I feel like he might fit in on your defense with that mentality. Like he's... Lex contact. <laughs> well, listen, man, thank you so much for um, for spending some time with us. It's really cool to to hear your take on, you know, what's been a really cool season. And uh, we'll be watching. Yeah, I appreciate you for having me. Okay, thank you very much. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.